Welcome to another episode of Improv Exchange with Leander Young, where we dig into conversations with seasoned musicians to discuss their life, art, and faith in jazz as they see it. In this episode, we interview a composer, arranger, Grammy Award winner, saxophonist from Chicago, Illinois, Christopher McBride. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Improv Exchange. Today, we have Christopher McBride, a saxophone player. Don't think of a bass player. Okay, go after you, man. Oh, man. Yourself, hey, man. hey, everybody. Hope every, I hope everyone's well. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here and uh, I'm excited to uh, talk a little bit. Yeah, well, first thing I just need to get into is your latest album. I loved it, especially your opener. It was like a hitter mm, right uh-huh. from the jump, right from the gate. So what was your process of writing that song? Or, oh, you want to tell me about the bandmates on it? And yeah. the way you introduce your band right after that, I'm going to steal that for the next album I do. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> hey, it's all, it's all good, man. Just, you know, just as, as long as we, as long as everybody is aware that, 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 that I, I had the credit is, is cool. You know, um, with this, with this album, uh, you know, it's my, my, my first project since I've been in New York. I, I have a debut project, uh, in Chicago in 2012. Um, you know, I've been working as a musician in New York since 2013. And, you know, as a, as a pretty, pretty, uh, called upon sideman. And, and then I've been writing my own music as well. So it was like, it's just one of them things. It's like, okay, I need to put a project out with my music. Um, and, and, you know, and, and so people could hear what I think about the world, what I, you know, how, you know, my, my compositional approach, all of that, uh, that song, the first song that you're talking about, um, uh, I, I appreciate it. Yeah. The cats, man, uh, shout out to the cats, uh, JS on trumpet, John, uh, John Edward, Jonathan Edward Thomas on, uh, piano, Noah Jackson on bass, Cedric Easton on drums. Um, I mean, that's the main core. And then it, Corey A. Wallace was on there. Luke Carlos O'Reilly, like I had a couple cats, but like um, that first song specifically was about my mom, actually. Um, <laughs> How does that relate to your mom? I'm just curious. <laughs> well, you know, man, it, it's one of them things. It's like my my mom is dope as hell. You know what I mean? So like in my head, I was like, well, I mean, people write songs for their moms and they're usually slow and, you know, they usually kind of chill. I was like, my mom dope as hell. Like I want a song that... Like that joint smacks, you yes. know, you feel the impact that she's had on me and, and, and just the energy. I mean, you know, she's a, uh, yeah, man. Uh, her, her, yeah, you know, her, her story is inspiring to me. And I, I just wanted, I wanted something that, that smacked when you heard it, you know, and, 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 and you know, showed, showed the strength and the resilience of her. Okay. So that's what that was about. So yeah, this, What's next, though? You you said you have another album in works already, and I don't want to ruin the album for everybody. I just highly suggest you listen to it. If not, just listen to the first track, <laughs> Lady D. Listen, Ramon, Ramon on all streaming platforms. Holla at me. Holla at me. Get it. Tell a tell hundred of your closest friends. <laughs> well, what is the next one you have planned, then, since you said you you mentioned that already? Uh, yeah, um, the next project I have planned is... Uh, I'm, I'm working on a path series. I, I, I guess this is a little bit of a exclusive, but not really. Uh, but yeah, I have currently right now, I, I, this is my second album. I, I would say I have about two more albums that if, if, if I had the resources and could record tomorrow, you know, I, I, we'd be ready to rock, you know, I, like if I had a month for the band to rehearse and, and, and studio time, like I could record two more albums. Um, but I'm starting, uh, I'm calling it the path series. Um, the first path series will be the hang, the hustle, the path. Uh, that's the, that's going to be the title of the, 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 uh, third album. And, uh, you know, that title was inspired by my man, Jason Marshall, this Barry player, um, in, in New York, an incredible bar- baritone saxophonist. He came on the show. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I did a little research. Oh, you know okay, I, mean? this guy. I did, I did a little research. Yes, 
But Jason Marshall, man, that's my man. Shout out Jason if he's listening, man. Um, but uh, with that being said, uh, you know, we, we were having this conversation. It's like, man, sometimes the people you hang with aren't the people you get money with. Sometimes the people you get money with, right, the hustle, right? Sometimes the people you hustle with aren't the people that are supposed to be on the path with you all the way to the end of it. You know what I mean? And then sometimes you get the rare occasion where all three of those collide. It's like, man, the people you cool with, the people you can get money with, and y'all are walking this path together, you know, and, and, and continuing. But, you know, like on that path, you might drop some people off, you know, or different people might come in. But as long as you continue to walk it, you know, it's going to work out. Okay, so I assume Jason's gonna be on that album, and who else is gonna be on? That maybe album? you know, may, maybe I, I gotta I gotta talk to him, Shay. You know, I gotta I, 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 that might be dope because, like I said, man, that that song really, you know, that after that conversation, I was like, this that's the name of that joint. So, yeah, man. But um, you know, I have enough for a third record, and then um, I was very uh, you know, I was I, I got granted the opportunity to do a residency last year in California. And I, I wrote um, I wrote a series of, 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 of tracks called Lessons on the Path. And um, so that's going to be the fourth record. But all those songs are done. Like they're all finished, completed, you know. Um, and yeah, so that'll be the fourth record, man. Mm-hmm. And then the, the fifth record, which I haven't worked on any of those songs yet, but I have started working on song titles, but it'll be questions on the path. You know. Okay. Can you give me an example of one? Is it going to be like the road not taken like type of question? Uh, that's a that's a great uh, that's a great question. Um, <laughs> let me see here. I'm I'm just gonna pull up my notes because that'll make my life easier. Uh, what is your sanctuary? Is one of the titles. Who nurtures the nurturer? Okay. What is the value of a black man's life? Mm. You want to go there or you don't want to go there? <laughs> oh, we going there. Shit, okay, we gotta, go there. Let's go. We got to talk about it, you know? Um, but yeah, so those are a couple of, you know, uh, those are a couple of, of uh, question, you know, questions. And I'm, I'm a, you know, and then I'll, you know, eventually I'll finish the past series and I'll work on some other stuff, but. So right now, uh, essentially, I have a vision for the next three records. But we we on record number two, so we got a little more time to go. Okay. I don't know why you're going to be triggering people, man, but I like it. <laughs> I, I can admit, I think people who listen to this series know I like a little bit of basic drama. Oh, yeah, man. No, nah, man. Um, it, it's not about triggering, man. I think race in America is this country was built on on race it, it, it is about race uh, don't you know? go there because then i'm gonna have to play the bad guy man <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean a lot of a lot of things but you know with that being said um yeah it's just a question what is the value of a black man's life it's a good question you know and uh and and i'm looking forward to exploring it through song form and how's that going to be more written uh, i I'm, I'm not minor, sure yet i just or... I, I just put the title out there okay I, I'll I, shut I, up. I just, Everyone has yeah, to wait yeah. to the third yeah, album. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to the fifth album. That's the, the fifth? fifth album. Yeah. Fifth. One, two, three, four, fifth. Okay, okay. But you produce everything independently, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so I gotta wait for all that because it's a pain to even raise money right now. People ain't <laughs> buy an album. Streaming doesn't pay. So what am I looking at? Ten years? Nah, I mean, I I I hope to I hope to be releasing records. Um at least every two years from this point. I released one in 2023. I would love to get in the studio either later this year or like next year sometime. And and I, I hope I could, maybe maybe three years might be more realistic, but I, I, I hope I can release a record at least every three years. Okay. Two to three, two to three. So it, it will be before 10. It will be before 10 years. Okay, but yeah. still, that's Maybe, sucks. you know, it's, it's going to be a wait though. But, but, It'll be worth the wait, you know? Uh, is it? You know, I'll drop that one because I got to wait like 30 years. <laughs> well, like, I, I mean, shit, the, 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 I, 
I recorded my first record in 2012 and I dropped the second one in 2023. So that was 11 years. So it won't be that long. I can promise you that. Okay, fair. <laughs> in the next 10 years, you should have two records and hopefully hopefully a third one as well. Okay. You know? Yeah. So I, I, I trust me, we, we're, we're, I am also not in the business of, uh, you know, impatience. Yes. You, you, you feel me? I feel you. So uh, I'm going to try to get it to you as soon as I can. Okay. So right. you won a Grammy with Steve. Steve came on before. Great project. The Generational Grab Jazz Orchestra. Yes. Okay. How did you get on that track or album? Do you know Steve like that or he reached out to you? How was it? Yeah, man. Um, Steven and I have worked together um, in a couple of figure uh, configurations before that. Um, and, you know, it was during... It, not not that heyday of COVID, but, you know, people were just kind of starting to get to recording stuff or recording tracks, this and that. Um, and Steven asked me, hey, I'm working on this big band project. I would love to have you play a saxophone on it. You know, can you record from your house? I was like, yeah. Um, the, the entire album that won the Grammy, everybody, I did that in this room. <laughs> I recorded that in this room. Turned off the air conditioner. It was hot as hell. It was summertime, you know, uh, recorded the sax parts, recorded the flute parts, recorded clarinet parts. And um, and yeah, man, sent it in, you know, and you're just thinking, oh, man, I'm just sending in this work. And, you know, then we got nominated and then we won. I mean, but uh, it's, it's definitely been a journey. Um, but I'm I'm glad I got to go on the ride, man. I'm grateful to to Stephen and uh, Bajan Watson for the call. Shout out to Stephen and Bajan, and and just so happy for them. And uh, you know, and like I said, it's it's an honor to be on the record. I'm you know I I was not expected to win. <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, Ron Carter was in our category, and John Be- Beasley. It was some heavy hitters, man. But uh, like I said, Stephen. I, he a heavy hitter too so you know we all just out here hitting um, and, and like I said I'm uh, grateful to be a part of the project and, and you know hopefully we can keep working together and uh, but even if not man we, we we you know we made history so okay. the, album, the episode right before this I kind of just ripped on the Grammys but we're not going there so I'm just curious hey listen hey, you, you, I mean whatever you whatever you said I'm sure it was warranted Hey, you know. <laughs> so I ain't gonna worry about it. But how was the experience in just general? You went down there, you flew over there, did the whole thing? Well, I was on tour. Um I was on tour in California at the time anyway. Mm-hmm. So it just worked out that I would be in town for the Grammy. So I was already in town. Uh flew flew my mom's in, flew mom's in, uh, to go with me. Um it was cool, but like, I mean, when you get to the, when you get to the Grammys, it's, it's no organization. It's no place like, Oh, Grammy people go here. Like VIP people go here. It's just chaos. So you go to a, you go to an entrance of a place. You feel me? You, you go to the entrance of a place and it's like, Oh, you're not supposed to be here. You're at the general area. And then you go over there and they're like, Oh, well, you're in the general seating, but for the nominees, it's like, well, can y'all put some damn signs up? Can we put up a sign? Can we put up some directions so that we ain't just all, you know, scattering like some insects in here? And then, you know, the, at least for the first telecast, they heard you in kind of like cattle. So everybody's just kind of rolling in at once. We weren't even, me and Steven weren't even sitting close to each other. To like, so it was no way for us to even try to get on stage. Like, you know what I mean? And, and I mean, anyway, so there's some things that definitely need to be worked out. But, um, it, oh, you know, it was a cool experience. They, they did give us a charger because for phones, because we was going to be out all day. They, you they know, I kept charger. that, you know, they, they, <laughs> they, they sent my, uh, Grammy nominee, uh, pen after the Grammys. <laughs> Wait, so you got the Grammy itself first, then you got the nominee pen. No, no, no. We got, we went to the Grammys, we won. Yes. And then three weeks later, I got my Grammy nominee pen in the mail. <laughs> so 
know, from people last <laughs> episode that were probably like, yo, he's wilding. He's wilding. You know, going a little too crazy on the Grammys. This is the stuff that I was talking about where I said, like, yeah, they got a lot of issues they don't want to address. We, we got to, we got to, you know, we got to work it out. But you know what it is? We can't address it. I, I and, and I'm speaking for myself now. I'm holding myself accountable. I, I am not a Grammy member yet. I'm not a Grammy voting member. Um, I understand this. I, don't, don't do that. Don't, don't hit me with that face. I understand the significance and the importance of it. Is uh, and then it's on my to do list. It, it will. It, it will be done. Uh, it will be done. You don't want to pay the hundred dollars a month. I mean, a year. Uh, no, it's not. It's it's not that. It's just about the the process of of actually signing up. That's all. Okay, that, that I do understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just the, it's just the process. You know, you got to get nominated. And you got to. Some jury or your peers got to vote you in, all this other bullshit. I feel like if you won a Grammy, you should automatically be a member. I think you get fast tracked if you won. Just saying, I do think so. Yeah, my my thoughts, you know, but hey, who am I, you know? Uh, okay, well, another point of view of the Grammys people, okay? <laughs> yeah. And shout out to the Grammys. Hey, you know, I, we, we, again, there can be a system in place. I, I think... It's, it's important to have accountability without at the same time, without it feeling like, you know, we're just admonishing the Grammys. Like, no, no system is perfect. But at the same time, if we don't talk about the imperfections, there's no way to, to make it better. Okay. So I, I hope that that can be put in the broader context. It's, it's not like we're just shitting on the Grammys. It's about trying to take something that could be better and, and continuing to uplift it, man, for everybody, man. The, the music deserves it, most important. So. Okay. I, well, you're not a member, so I know you don't know as much of this part, but the inactive members that weren't, like, that haven't released a song for, like, five to ten years, that they took the membership away from and gave it to journalists who never played an instrument, never produced an album, never wrote a song. Do you agree with that? No. Okay. We're not gonna go on another rant. <laughs> okay, everyone. <laughs> uh, it was. Uh, I'll just. I'll just make that real simple. No, I. I no, I know. I don't agree. Okay. That was whole um, part of that whole. We need to get the popular votes, mm-hmm. voice heard, and I'm like, you have awards for that. Mm-hmm. Okay. No problem. And, and and not only that, but again, jazz should be a part of the popular music telecast. Now we 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 talk. Let me tell. Okay, uh, I, mean, this, I, I mean I could. We, we're going there. Okay, we're going there. This is my, this is my last. This is my last rant about the Grammys. Okay, and then, go. And then I swear to God, I'm done. I swear. I swear. The Grammy Jazz After Party was whack as hell. Okay, it was it was exactly what you think a Jazz After Party would be. First of all, the lights was on. Now I don't know how many parties you've been to in your life. I've been to a lot of. Them. And I could tell you, it ain't one goddamn party I had where it was cracking and the lights was on. The lights need to be off. We need mood lighting. You know, man, the band was up there. It was only four bartenders in the room. Now it's, it's, a, it's 500 to a thousand people in this room. It's four bartenders. One of them, he looked like he'd been working there since the first goddamn Grammys. He was the slowest man I ever seen pour a drink in my life. Okay, you know okay, 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 okay. So, whose fault the, is the, really the, this? No, I do agree with you on that, okay? But whose fault is that? I think that's our fault. Whose fault? The artists. Just the same way, like, when I have some veteran guests come on and they're talking that whole, you know, when I was growing up, I could have gone over there, Archie Blakey was performing, and he would have let us sit in, and then, like, I don't know. Whoever you want to throw out there. Our veterans it's, don't do that. The time, the times change, but it's it's not up no, to what the I'm artist. That it is our fault. We don't have like a P Diddy that's throwing this extra extreme after party. Okay, here, okay, but this is my thing. Here we go. The Grammys. That was the official Grammy after party. Yeah, I know that. You're talking so, about the. Okay, go. I'm sorry, I'm yeah, cutting you off too much. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all good. <laughs> that was the official Grammy after party. So in my head, the Grammys is responsible for that shit cracking. Because when you go across the hall. Florida's party was cracking. He had people, he had food from all over the world. It was, it was all types of stuff in there. The, 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 uh, the jazz party only had hors d'oeuvres. 
I mean, I, I got egg rolls up at uh, Flo Rida's party. I, I got some jerk chicken, enchiladas. I was eating like a king in there. He had go-go dancers in there. It was all t- mad bartenders. It's, it's, it's about 25 bartenders. You okay. see what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. So what I'm saying is how come we don't have an artist that says, you know what? I'm doing this. The jazz section is going to compete with the hip-hop and the country section. Because the but, country but, section was the most. But, here, but here's my question for you. <laughs> If if the Grammys people is planning a party, they got two rooms, right? They say this room that that both rooms need to have the same atmosphere. It, the music was cool on both sides, but again, the atmosphere was different over there. The lights was off at, at Floor Riders party. Lights is off. Okay. Uh, you see, you see okay. what I'm saying? I see what Crack you're saying. Party. They had mad bartenders. They had food. The 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 jazz one lights is on. No, no bartenders, no food. So I'm just saying you need the same, keep that same energy. So that's not up to the artist to do that. I, it, shit, it's definitely not my motherfucking job. No, I didn't say it's your job. I'm saying that why don't we just do one off premise like other artists? Oh, that's what well, I was going at. Well, I mean, because the best ones I went to. I understand, okay. but we need we uh, th- th- then we get into budgets I and who's that. go who's going to pay for it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Agreed. Okay. I so, what, so, so what I'm listen, saying is, okay. tell you what, go. tell you what, Grammys, here we go. <laughs> you give me the motherfucking money. Give me the money and say, Hey, Chris, here's your, here's your room. You got this budget. And, and, and then you see what happens. Let me plan the, the part. First of all, they'll probably mistake you for the other McBride. So that ain't going to happen. Well, uh, again, then, then you can't, you either can't read because our <laughs> names are different or you, or you don't know your instruments. Which, in a sense, you shouldn't even be a fucking voting member if you don't know the difference between a saxophone and a bass. Well, someone, if you don't remember, said Esperanza was playing the cello. And 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 I'll say this for my last statement, you know. (laughs) Christopher McBride is the name I I was born with for my father, and that's the name I'm going to die with. (laughs) So everybody got to get used to me being around. I'm in this motherfucker. I'm here. Props to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and shout out to Christian. That's my man. He's a living legend. But it's Christian McBride and it's Christopher McBride. It's two different people. What are we going to get you both out of track? I would love it. Okay. When that, whenever he ready. Whenever he ready. I, 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 need, I need the exposure more than he do. So I, whenever he ready, well, but, I'm down. We can play family. We, can play, we should play family affair and really fuck some people up. <laughs> Actually, that would be good. At least... The I'm trying to tell. People. Listen, yeah, I would actually. Chris, Christian, <laughs> holla at me, bro. Holla at me, bro. Holla at me, please. I mean, okay. I, I wish, I wish I was his cousin. That made my life way easier. But it ain't that. I got to get it out the mud. I, I ain't grow up with. I ain't grow up with that type of access, and 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 I'm okay with that. I love the way. I, I love the way my 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 joint came across, and I'm I'm grateful for the path that I've walked so far. It's it's a it's a much more organic path. It's true to who I am as a person, That's and cool. and like I said, man, get into it's, that. It's, yeah, you were from Chicago, from Chicago, Chi-town. You ended up over here. That's right. So, what made you make the move? Um, it was a couple of things. One, just I, I I'm the type of person I, I've always thrived in situations where it's like this is the level. You, you either step up to the level or you don't. I've always thrived in them situations. New York um, has such a rich music history. I mean, and, and you got a bunch of places like that. New Orleans, Chicago. I mean, the pipeline is a, it's a, it's a trace of a pipeline, right? Louis Armstrong came from New Orleans, moved to Chicago, moved to New York. It's a pipeline of the history there. You feel what I'm saying? But I mean... Just like I said, New York's history, you know, Minton's, uh, the, the, the bebop era, all the, all the best musicians moving here. It's like, I know if I move here, this is, this is where cats make a break. But when I got to New York, man, I, I never was like, I'm a, I'm a be, I'm trying to be a superstar, you know, nothing like that. I just, I just came to learn, you know, I, I've always, I'm, I'm always a student uh, of everything, you know, I'm, I'm always a student. I'm always trying to improve and get better. And that was my goal when I got to New York was just to improve and get better. 
Um, and then I got out of grad school and I, I looked, you know, I, I came up here and Antonio Hart, uh, shout out to Antonio Hart. That's my dude. That's, you know, that's big bro. And, and I'm grateful to be a part of his, uh, saxophone studio and his, his, you know, his teaching legacy. Um, but he was like, Hey man, if you want to study in New York, you know, come study with me. And I, and at, to that point, nobody had ever said you, you know, you could come study with me in New York. You could actually be a part of the scene. Uh, that was really appealing to me. Um, so, you know, that's that's how I ended up out here studying, studying with him at Queens College. And then when I graduated, I was like, well, I mean, I'm working. Things seem to be going well. Let's let's see what happens. And uh, 10 years in, 10 toes down, things is going great. Okay. <laughs> I would make fun of Queens College, but I'm going to be nice today. Uh, don't don't play. Our, co- our college is pretty. First no, of it all. is pretty for a city college. Yeah, just our, our shit. Our shit clean. You know what I mean? And, and, and look, it's a lot of it's. A, we got a strong alumni. You know, Mickey Yamanaka went there. Uh, Danny Janacucci, uh is from the uh, graduated from that school. It's a it's a bunch more people that I'm not thinking about. Greg Glassman, uh, Jason Marshall. <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a lot of people, man. It's a, it's a strong program. Gabrielle Murphy, shout out Gabrielle Murphy. That's my twin. We got the same birthday. Uh, but she, you know, incredible saxophone she went to Queens. Um, so it's a, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a strong program. You know, I'm, 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 and not only that, the thing that was cool about Queens, first of all, very cheaper compared to some of the other schools you could go to. Yeah. That's another whole argument I have. And, and then. <laughs> On top of that, I mean, like I said, the, what's the goal, right? Networking, you know. I, I I have a network from Queens that that I can that I can use, you know what I'm saying? That I can utilize. Um, and um, I didn't feel like paying thousands of dollars to network, you know. So I went to Queens, I finished up my thing, and and they gave me the leeway. I was also working as a musician. They gave me the leeway to be able to to be on the road. As long as I got my assignments done and got them in on time, um, you know, it, it, like the, the school was very accommodating to artists who are working in the city. So I was very grateful to, to, to Queens for that. Shout out. Shout out to Queens. So, yeah, good on that. But now my question for you is the jazz market in general. And this is really important to me, at least because you, because you're once again one of my heroes playing with Pete Rock. Get me Pete Rock's email. Something. Get get him on the show. Okay. You played with Roy Hargrove. You played with Beyonce's sister, New York, Jennifer Hudson. I could go down the list. The jazz market in general. What do you think of it? Um, I think it's a twofold problem. Uh I think that is the issue of one, we, we have outdated systems. That we like, we 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 have out we have outdated systems for promotion. You know, uh, is there a is there a jazz radio with a TikTok? No, dude, you t- see jazz what I'm is, isn't on TikTok. I know Grace it's, does some stuff, but but and, and, and listen, and I'm not gonna again accountability. I'm not on TikTok either. So, but there is a reason for that. Uh, mainly because of the privacy issues. When I saw all that joint going on with China, I was like, uh, I, I think all of them steal our information. I that, just, I'm not on it because of one reason. I'm too old. <laughs> I'm out of that age group. Well, get, yeah, guess what? If you, if you too old, then I'm, I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I still would get on, you know, I still would get on it, but I, I, I also, my whole thing is thinking of a of, of a truly organic approach to dealing with it. You know, I, I might not even get on there j- just play, but just talk about my life or something. I don't know. I'm still figuring it out. But um, we we don't keep up with the current trends. You know who's great with keeping up with current trends? Patrick Bartley. He do the Trish streaming. Um, you know, like he's good with keeping up with his audience. You you dig what I'm saying? Um, what is he doing on his Trish? Because I'm rarely even using tricks. Uh, uh, he's like, I mean, really, he's just like, um, what is what is he doing on there? I mean, he he does some playing, he does some talking, uh, kind of like this, you know. He he'll give his opinion on 
what he's thinking about or, you know, what's on his mind or, uh, uh, you know, whatever. So very, it's very similar to, to this, this approach. Uh, but like, it, it's like, a, like almost like if an academics was, was, was streaming or something, you know what I mean? Just kind of open format. And I've been thinking about that too, Mike, playing with that. I honestly, it's just about the time. Like when I was, when COVID was happening and I wasn't working, it's like I had all the time in the world. I could sit around. We could do whatever. You know what I'm saying? Now, I, now it's kind of back to work, finding that time to really sit and, um, yeah, just be able to have a time. But I, I've been thinking about just listening to music, man. Just, and not just jazz, but just listening. Like, I would love to listen to people's albums when they come, like, in real time. Like, get a real reaction. You feel what I'm saying? Um, uh, but that's, that's an idea. Just listening to jazz albums, like, as, as a group. But I mean, yeah, man, like, jazz radio, nobody keeps up with the times. We're, jazz we're, radio. we're, we're far behind. Yeah. I mean, again, even when COVID hit, bro. People have been recording from their home for years. All the jazz cats was scrambling because nobody had nobody had studio equipment. Nobody had anything uh, like that. So it's just like we have to get better with keeping up with the times. That's as as artists and as, and as a genre in um, in general. Okay. Um, the second thing is that the powers that be who knows this music. And whatever have you, but they they know the power of this music. They know the power to heal. We we have to get access like the like the big places have the re like. Okay, I'll put mean? it to you this yeah. way. Here here put it to you this example. Let's say, um, you ever heard a song on the radio and been like, I fucking hate this song, and then about two months later, you're like, I guess this song isn't that bad. Right. Because you keep hearing it. Yeah. Oh, and over, over. Yeah. over again. You see what I'm saying? You you get to a point where you can differentiate between artists. Oh, I like I like little Uzi Vert. I'm not a big fan of Little Wayne. I like Drake. Uh, uh, J. Cole is cool. Uh, you know, we talk about hip hop like that. When somebody hears jazz for the first time, you, you go to a, 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 a let's say we're, you're in Nebraska. You go to some cafe or some. Rudy Tootie band playing some shit, you know, and maybe they not killing, but it, you know, it's, but people go, I don't like jazz. The entire genre off that one performance, off that one performance. Yes, I agree. It's, 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 but the reason that they cannot differentiate is because they have no other access. All they hear it is a band from Nebraska. Now, if you come to New York and hear a band, it might be a different, a different, you know, it's a different point, uh, Price point, and I'm not saying every band in New York is killing. You can no, there's some horrible bands in New York. We we don't need to go there. There's some horrible okay. ones. Okay, <laughs> cool. So I, I'm just making a point. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, the the but the level of New York is different. Uh, at least somebody can go, man. This band sounds horrible. They don't sound like the band I heard a week ago. You 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 see what I mean? Yeah. So it, but that's that's the issue. We 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 don't give enough access from children when they're young. Uh, playing the music on a regular basis where they could get accustomed to it. They could get accustomed to the sound and the energy of the music. The music has an energy, has a pulse. You feel what I'm saying? Yes. So we, we don't, we don't, the, the, the kids don't have access. So by the time they're grown, they haven't heard the music. They don't know any, they don't know nothing about a scale or, or none of that stuff. And, and like I said, you don't need to know about scales in order to enjoy it. But you do need to have somewhat of an access in order just for it to be a regular sound that you hear in your life. Because I tell you, if I was an adult and I heard jazz for the first time, depending on who's playing it, I might be like, what is this? Yeah, I agree. You know, oh, it, especially if you get into the free jazz, which is a whole different level of... Yeah, wait, wait, we, ch- I don't go that far. Even I don't. I'm just saying. Some but of I'm it- just saying... <laughs> <laughs> it, there is a level. It, it is a stream of consciousness that that it can. It, it, I've heard free jazz that is beautiful. Yes, I, I heard have. free jazz that is that is it, spontaneous in the moment. I play. I play it. I've played it. I performed it in, around the world. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but there's a lot I'm, of free all, jazz all, that's all, just all, playing noise. All I'm saying is it's levels. That's yes, all I'm saying. That is true. And, and we 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 haven't even gotten. Stu- we haven't even gotten the general population to operate on a basic level. 
You don't you don't even hear blues nowhere. In you, you New York, yeah, I, yeah, I don't hear it up here. So it's it's so, you know, okay, we, so we ha- it, it's a twofold problem. One, the artists have to get better at at, at getting the music to the people. We're we're all trying to figure that out. How do we how do pe- we get people to hear about our record? You know, um, all that stuff. Two, uh, again, we need we need more support from radio in general. It could be a it could be a, a segment on Hot ninety seven, late night three o'clock, where they like, yo, we gonna we gonna play, you know, we gonna have a jazz hour, you know, whatever. Like we just gonna have like some different music, man. Like, but it, we 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 have no access to popular radio. We have zero access. Okay, so the jazz radio stations. Okay, there's only one actual station in New York, but WBO is in New Jersey. That's the popular one. What is your? How would you fix those problems? Make them more popular? Because I have problems with both of them. We got to We got to get some more dynamic personalities in the music. We we need people who are excited about the music, talking about the music. I mean, they think they're excited. The ones that are up there. I mean, they're and there's still playing a couple Miles that, Davis. Miles Davis been dead before I was alive. I hear you. I, I mean, and like I said, we have a we have a new music segment and all of that. We do have a new music segment. Um, but 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 again, I, I you you have to generate an excitement. You have to generate an interest into your programming. Um, and, you know when I when I think of like a Nicole Sweeney, you know like a Leslie Harrison, like there are, there are voices that, that are, you know, you can hear the palpability, but when you think about jazz, right? Let's let, if you think about jazz radio, you just hear, all right, that was Miles Davis, Freddie Freeloader. Excellent album. Excellent album. <laughs> We're going to move on to a song by. Yeah. Like if I'm hearing that, like in my head again, I grew up with, yo, 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 this is crazy Howard McGee listening to music. You know what I'm saying? Like dynamic personality, something that I, a voice that's not going to fucking put me to sleep. Or like when you get through with the track, ooh, that was fire. Y'all hear that? You know what I'm saying? Like we need a personality. <laughs> we have no personalities. We have nobody who is pumped about the music who can even... You can even generate, where even somebody, if they can't understand it, they can see the excitement of the person listening to it and be like, all right. <laughs> and he's excited about it. So do you think that's more of just the way that we are supposed to present ourselves as artists, jazz artists? But see, and that's the thing. This music was real before any of us started playing it. <laughs> and before anybody started playing the motherfucking music, the shit was real. Okay? Right now, we got a bunch of Rudy Tootie Fresh and fruity motherfuckers that ain't doing a goddamn thing. They 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 got these hoity toity attitudes, and I I'm, I mean I'm just saying we no, too pompous. Cool. We too pompous about the music. The music we have choked the life out of it by making it elite. I have a that I agree with two hundred percent. Another problem <laughs> I have are the gatekeepers still playing. I don't know why we don't have an OD section. I admire a lot of. Pop music from the sixties, the fifties, the forties, even the seventies, eighties. But they have they have their own section. Yes, WBGO could be the old jazz section. We need a new jazz section. But then you're gonna we have somebody to, what, from WBO be like, "But we play new stuff." I'm like, "My no, you don't. No, no, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. You play you play for an hour. <laughs> you, <laughs> hey, we have an hour of all new jazz." And they and say then we it like that because they, we got twenty three hours of all old jazz. <laughs> and then the next question they would—I mean, the next statement they would say is like, "But we're just trying to uh, please our donors and a sponsor because they want to well, hear the song." You know, so, so then we, so maybe we need to go for some new donors. Maybe if P Diddy heard some shit that was cracking, P Diddy be like, "Yo, this shit cracking." I'm trying to invest in that. But if P Diddy, I could guarantee P Diddy probably don't know about my record. Because, I, I mean, like I said, I, you know, people been playing it. I'm not sure BGO played it. I'm not sure if it's on Fresh New Sounds or whatever, or whatever. See? Well, that's another thing. We're relying on this playlist too much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I agree. So, like, my whole thing, again, is, like, fi- 
how do we get people to the music? Uh, and, and that we have not figured out. And until we figure it out, we're, we're going to struggle. But I appreciate this conversation because, again, it's an opportunity to, to address the elephant in the room. But yeah, man, the music, the music has been real. And, and because like people trying to have an image on 2% of the market, it's less actually, but yes. <laughs> disgusting. It's disgusting. And it's I, no way. It's no way in this on God's green earth. You could tell me jazz deserves only less than 2% of the market. It's no way you could tell me that. I mean, the classical because, people probably feel the same way. And no offense to the people who listen. You're just but again, the extreme of people. That, <laughs> that, that also could be fixed. But you have to have, you have to give yourself access. We have to, we, we, you, you know what I'm saying? We have to, we have to get a shot. We got to be on the radio stations too. You know what I'm saying? I would rather, really- I would rather an hour of new jazz on Hot 97. Then I wear new jazz on the jazz station because ain't nobody checking for that shit. Okay, so we'll, right there, Hot ninety seven. Everyone is a hip hop. Oh, you know station. whatever. Okay, no, uh, no, no. I'm just saying because you keep saying yeah, I just power, people power one hundred five, whatever. You put me on the R&B station. Put me somewhere where people listen. We we do we don't nobody's listening to the jazz stuff because again the jazz people are only marketed to the jazz people. That's stupid. We need to market to the people who ain't listening to the music. <laughs> I agree. We, we, we need to be in the streets. What do you mean in the we streets? Need, we need to be on the corners, 125th, Malcolm X. We put a band, we put a, bi- a band out there and rock. You put a new band out there, rock for the people. You know what I'm saying? I like what, I like what Jazz and Lincoln is doing. They, in Times Square, you put a band in there. You, you know what I'm saying? Bring the music to the people. We don't have enough access to the people. The people don't know about the music. The people don't listen to the music. And we got this same cycle starting over and over again. <laughs> and until we get to the people, until we get to them, the, the, from the working class to the elite, until we can get to the people and the people hear the music, we're, we're always going to struggle with finding people. Cause if we keep promoting to the people who like the music, it's preaching to the choir. <laughs> Don't nobody go to church. Uh, ain't no pastor going to church just to preach to the saint. He wants to get people who ain't in the church to come to the church. We have to figure out how to get converters of the music. We have to convert them to jazz. <laughs> right now, we trying to convert people who like the music already. Okay, okay. That's, that's stupid shit. Okay, so... I got to play the bad guy. We're not even trying to hold reinvented the wheel type of stuff. So what would you actually do? Because there are people who do street performances. Doesn't mean it's going to increase their sales or their performances and all that stuff. You had Bradford Marcellus, who did all of that and more. Mm-hmm. Did jazz really take off off that? I mean, well, it got I mean, me interested, but did it really listen, take off for that? Listen, <laughs> It's hard for your, it's hard for you to take off if your brother, who is the preeminent voice of the music, is saying that jazz is an elite music and every other music is, is garbage. Uh, you, you're, uh, you're a Winton hater. I'm not a Winton hater. I, I'm a, I'm a Winton realist. Okay. Uh, uh, there can be, there can be, we, we, we do this thing where it's black and white. Winton's the greatest or Winton's the worst. He's ruined the music. Yes. There is a gray area, cats. It's black, it's white, and all of this is gray. <laughs> all of that is a different shade of gray. So yes, Winton is one of the preeminent artists of the music. Winton, Roy Hargrove, Nicholas Payton. Those three have set a lineage of trumpet players and a lineage of artists, myself included. When I mean, if you talk about my greatest influences of the music, Nick and Roy are right up there. Okay. And, and, and I, I, you know, and, 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 um, I mean, so Winton is one of, and, and like I said, and Winton is up there too. He is incredible at what he does. At the same time, he had comments. Jazz is the elite music. Every other music is garbage. These are tra- These are facts. I'm not saying nothing that is not a fact. He also did an album with Willie Nelson. Now you think he couldn't have did a dope album with a tribe called Quest? He did a whole album with Willie Nelson. Okay. 
Okay, so all I'm saying at the end of the day, all I'm saying is that we have to acknowledge both sides of what happened. And it's, it's not, and like I said, that's not hate to win. Again, even that, it's just that when you say a tribe called Quest, okay, you had Groove, who had or Jazz. Any, any other rapper, any other but rapper. That's what I'm saying. Bradford did that. And, and what I'm saying is his brother, who was the preeminent artist of the music, if, if Branford was Winton, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. If Miles Davis was alive uh, in the 90s, maybe jazz would be more popular because he would have figured out a way to make it happen. You see what I'm saying? Uh, but but like, Winton was the voice at the time. Winton in the 80s cut us off from the rest of the black culture at the time. And it's no shade. It's no shade. But it's a fact. If we don't speak about the facts, we cannot get to fixing the problem. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, okay. Like I said, I haven't had Winton on the show. I would love to have him on the show. That's something I, I, I would I, have that's to what ask I'm him. I would. <laughs> that would yeah. be a very hard interview for me. I'd be the first look, one to say that. Look, and and I, like I said, but like we, we got to at least talk about it. We, we got to tell the truth. I'm supposed to sit up here and say, well, I think everything was perfect and this I, I and didn't that. say that. No. Because both of the Marcel, two of the other brothers came on and they both destroyed me. I have no problem saying that. They were just, everything I refer at them, they just hammered down. So I do have and, guests like that. So he would do it at a different level, though. So it's like. Well, I mean, like I said, I'm sure he would stand by anything he says. But I mean, we, we see what's happening. <laughs> we do, we see it, happening. It, there's a music that can, it, it speaks to a higher consciousness of thought. You know what I'm saying? And, and people don't, in order, in order for us to get to the, we have to put it directly to the people. We cannot rely on the, we can't rely on, on the status quo that's because it's, it's obviously not working. <laughs> At right? I mean, we can agree with that. If, if jazz is 1% of the market, then obviously the powers that be that are supposed to be doing these jobs are not doing them. So now we need to figure out how we can, what we, 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 we have some people who like the music. We need to figure out how to get more people to like the music. We got to step outside our comfort zone. All of us, myself included. We got to step outside our comfort zone and figure it out. Cause right now, us just talking about who got this and this and that, it, it don't matter. Cause now ain't nobody listening to none of it. <laughs> we all running in a circle talking to each other. So we have to figure out how to convert people to the music and, and whatever you want to call it, jazz, bam, whatever. We got to figure out how to get it to the people. Right now, it is not, it's not accessible to the people. Therefore, we are playing ourselves. So that's my thoughts on uh, jazz radio. Okay. That was Far better than I could ever expect us. <laughs> hey, but like I said, man, I, I, I wanted to, I wanted to work. I, 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 it's a, it's an invest, it's a vested interest for me too. You know what I mean? I, I wanted to work, man. I want, I want this to, uh, be better. And, and I, I, I hope that we can, if it, you know, I hope we can come up with some real solutions because we, we really need to get this music to the people and do a better job. And the only way that's going to happen is if we start talking about it and stop ignoring the problems. So. Like I said, people, I can't really add much to that one. So <laughs> you can put this down as another artist that kind of destroyed me on this show. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, listen, we, we not, uh, we, no, man. No, it's, it's not like the, that personally. Yeah, it's just like you had one where it was just like, yeah, I don't have a rebuttal. And that's not a bad thing. It's a, it's a discussion, man. And, 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 and we need, we need a, we, again, we need both sides of the coin. It's all about perspective. The, the goal okay. for all of us is to get this music to a better place. Okay. You know um, what? I know. I got one for you. Cause yeah, this yeah. is something that did used to get me mad, but just doing this show in general made me more understand it. Like how Winton is a purist. Mm -hmm. I actually do believe we need purists in the form of music. Okay. Okay. Downbeat. One thing that I always had a problem with is like they never really 
there were a lot of albums they never really wrote reviews for. And there were people who always used to bank on that. We're talking like 20 years ago. That never that were banking on a review from their album. Mm-hmm. I start this. People send me emails sometimes. And then some of them, it's like, this literally isn't jazz. It's not even free jazz. It just doesn't fit any other category. Therefore, you throw it over here. And then you're trying to get us to push it for you. Mm-hmm. That's an issue that I think I realized more since I've been doing this. And then we have the other side of it, which is smooth jazz. We're just using mm-hmm. one other drama. I actually like smooth jazz. I try to get some people every now and then. You might be one of them that dislike it. That's cool. But my thing well, is that... I, I, listen, see, the thing is, I, I ain't grew up... Uh, jazz was the last music I discovered. You feel what I'm saying? I grew up listening to hip-hop. Mm-hmm. Uh, not even hip-hop, I'm sorry. Uh, my mom, when I, in the house, my mom played uh, soul, mm-hmm. uh, R&B, gospel. My dad... He's he's from Honduras. Uh and he was playing reggae. Reggae. That was his thing. Reggae. So I grew up with that type of music. I did, my brother got me into hip hop when I was 10. Um and then I was playing classical music in school cuz you know, that's what you did when you start your instrument. And then jazz was the last thing I discovered. You know, you I'm talking about jazz in the purest form as as the purists know it. You know, I heard John Coltrane at 13 play Giant Steps. I was like, man, he read he reading the shit out that music. <laughs> and everybody's like, uh, he's not reading music. What are you talking about? And I and that's how I discovered improvisation. You see what I'm saying? And then I heard kind of blue at 14. And the emotional depth depth of that record, I said, if there's people playing music that sounds like this, I want to create that. Like emotional depth, something deeper, a, t- a higher consciousness. You see what I'm saying? You know, and I, and the thing about it again, you just <laughs> you got to look at the what, why, why do why why do we love jazz? I love jazz. I can tell you why I love jazz. I love the music because it expresses the subtlety of emotion. You know, and like I said, even the name of it, like I, you know, it's it's a, it's it's all types of controversies of the music, but but the but like I said, the end of it, I love it because of the subtleties of the music. There, you know, you have happy music, you have party music, you have sexy music, you have whatever. Jazz is like anxious music, melancholy music. It, it's 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 music of rage. It's music of of lust. It's, it's, it's a music, it's all these subtle emotions that we don't get to, we don't deal with as human beings. And that's why, that's why the music speaks to me. That's why I continue to be an advocate for it. That's why even though I play every music under the sun, every, every genre, if you look at my resume, every genre is covered. But at the same time, this music speaks to me because because of the subtlety of the emotion. Hip hop speaks to me because of the rawness of the emotion. You know what I'm saying? It, uh, R&B speaks to me because of, of, uh, uh, of the expression of love, you know, the expression of whatever, you know, or the expression of hate. I'll bust the windows out your car. You know what I'm saying? You're toxic. Like, <laughs> you, 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 you know, but, but, but like, it, it's expression, you know. Yes. Um, country speaks to me because of 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 uh, again same expressions, you know. And, and I mean, like all of, all the music is an expression, but again, jazz, especially without words, right? When you talk about instrumental jazz, and it's like you have this subtlety. Even smooth jazz, it's like yeah, we chilling, we kicking it, we on the beach. It's you know, people got their toes out. You know, it's it's a vibe. You're like, I rock the smooth jazz too. And now and all and all them smooth cats, some of them will bust your ass at a jam session. You better be careful. <laughs> they but again, smooth jazz got a bigger market than us. <laughs> I mean, I was gonna go there, but yes, you're right. <laughs> so again, we there's some lessons that we can learn, but we we so busy being pure that we're not learning that and that's my thing. I'm I, Purity, cool. If you prefer jazz, happy for you. Wish you well on your travels. But we, but but you can't be so stubborn to the music 
that you ignore the pos the positives of the other genres of music that we should be learning from. <laughs> so that's my thought. Okay. Well said. <laughs> so before we wrap this up, just what is your perfect album? Who would you have on it if you didn't have a budget issue? Um no budget. No budget. Cool. So here's my perfect album. Um, if I had no budget, I would literally put my band in the studio for a month and rehearse. Pay pay the cats for rehearsal every day. You get paid every day for rehearsal, a nice no budget. So I could pay you a nice amount of money. Pay shit. If I got no budget, I pay you as much as I can. And me, as much as I can. Thousand dollars a day. We come in rehearse. <laughs> you know, shit. I just saw a video. Somebody was making seventy five hundred dollars a week, bro. Seventy five hundred dollars a week. <laughs> you know, but that was with Lionel Richie. You see what I'm saying? Like, so, but my but my point is, so I got no budget. I could give you a thousand dollars a day. We go in the studio, we rehearse the music until we sick of listening to it. And then we rehearse the music some more and then we would go record it and I might have some special guests on it. But I, I'm not, I'm not going to pick up no makeshift band. Uh, uh, I, I will, I, I, I'll take a band that rehearses over a super band any day of the week, any day of the week. Now I might have Nicholas on the track. I, now I can tell you who I would have on my track with, 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 with the band. You know, I, I would like Nicholas Payton, like I said, I would love to have him on the track. Marquise Hill, that's my guy. I put, I probably put him on the track. Uh, there's some vocalists that I want to work with for sure. Um, uh, that I haven't had an opportunity to work with yet. Um, uh, uh, you know, I, I see the timer, so I, I'm going to try to brief this up, but, um, um, I, as far as Jack, I, I mean, I just worked with Jay Horde. Uh, I love Jay Horde. Uh, and I love so many other singers, man. I, you know, I, I did a whole singer v. sax series, you know. Yes. One of my, one of my biggest regrets is that I didn't get Samara. I, I, I was so close, but, but the series was done by the time I, I could even hit her up, you know. Mm. Um, but, but man, uh, you know, uh, yeah, that, that would be my, my, my dream to get, get a band. Of, of cats that's been working on my music and, and, and get it tight, man. That like, I, I'll take a tight band over a super group any day of the week. Okay. Well, so this has been a really fun one for me. <laughs> Tell people <laughs> your website, your email, etc. how to find your music, how to reach out to you. We're definitely bringing back people. Don't worry. Just go. <laughs> uh, saxophonist Christopher McBride on uh, Facebook, uh, CR McBride Music on Instagram, CR McBride Music on Twitter. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn. If anybody, you know, in, any donors want to holla at me or, you know, whatever, I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, you know, if you're a professional and you want to, you know, um, and then, yeah, my website, CR McBride, uh, let me make sure that this is right before I just start mopping off, but it should be crmcbride.com. Okay. Um, and, uh, yep. See, I'm sorry. crmcbridemusic.com is, is, is the website. I'm actually doing some updates to that today. I got some, uh, different, um, links I'm putting up to, so you can, uh, easier access to my music. Um, I'm going to be in Times Square, May. Oh, no dates. Okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I, please check my website for the dates. <laughs> please check my website for upcoming performances. I, I have performances. Uh, I'm, I'm just clicking my joint now. It should be updated, but I have performances all the way listed through the end of the year. Okay. So, Everyone make uh, sure you check that out. <laughs> <laughs> so please uh check out my website and get the dates. And uh yeah, man, bro, I, I just want to say I appreciate you for having me, man, and, and being able to uh talk on the platform and, and, and again, man, I, I hope that we can continue to have conversation and dialogue because this music is important and we need to we need to make sure that it's it's getting out to the people and, and, and you know, most importantly, man, we just need, you know, 
we have all these things. We, we we keep evolving. We just need to continue to evolve. And, and I hope that, uh you know, this is a, a, a start in that in that type of conversation. Uh, evolution. You know, okay. it's, it's nothing wrong with where we're at, but it's, it's also nothing wrong with growth. We, we, and that's what we should be trying to strive for on this planet anyway. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Everyone, Leander from Improv Exchange, thank you and have a good day. Appreciate y'all. That's that on Jazz. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Improv Exchange. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Also, please be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Improv Exchange.